Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... MG's Rugby League Rundown. Our late week edition of MG's Rugby League Rundown. Liam Flanagan here as well. Good afternoon, MG. Uh, you know they're saying good afternoon, Liam. Good afternoon, all, all those listening. Uh, it's better late than never, all I say. So usually <laughs> a Tuesday we drop this, but it's Thursday. We've had other things on our mind, and um, but we're here. And we can't wait to talk about the uh, week that was and the week end that's coming up. Oh, the weekend that is coming up. Two games of footy, but two very interesting games of football, MG. I cannot wait to hear your tips for these two games because oh. I can see both games going either way. Before we get ahead of ourselves, we need to look back very briefly, and we need to bid farewell to two teams that I reckon, MG, if you'd said to uh, most NRL fans that it would be the Roosters and the Storm going out of the competition uh, in the first week of finals, you would have been laughed out of the room. You certainly would be. Oh, there's no doubt, in, no doubt in the world. Um, Raiders, unbelievably, five in a row against Melbourne down there. Um, the game we saw last weekend was the, just a ferocious frenzy of footy, footy finals. It was amazing, the game. I... I know a lot of the purists didn't like the fact that there wasn't much rugby league play, but I looked at it as a bigger picture of the the arena, the coliseum of of collisions and and, and intrigue, and um, everyone who was at my house watching it couldn't sit down, and that was that's that was the last time that happened was Origin three when them the bum test seats on the, bum if there's no it's, bums it's on mate, seats, look, I, I, the same the same people say the same things about our game, the same ones who bay for the you now bay for us to be more aggressive and more it's. Just look at it as it is. It's a beautiful game. Um, was never more so than last Sunday's encounter. But yeah, you're right. Melbourne and Melbourne and the Roosters. I think you just said before we come on on air, 20, uh, 2005 was the last mm-hmm. time neither of these two teams have made a prelim. So that's amazing. What an amazing run for these two teams. I, and if you want context on how long ago 2005 is, because sometimes you throw out dates and people don't really put it into context. That was the year the West Tigers won the competition. All right, so that's how long ago 2005 was. The West Tigers were the best team in the competition. So every West Tiger fan has just paused and stopped our podcast and thrown it in the bin and said, see you later, you blokes. (laughs) Thanks for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. The West Um, Tigers were the best team in the competition. (laughs) Oh, the West Tigers. Uh, Um, We bid farewell. Have we got some sad music to play the Storm and the Roosters off? Oh, the Godfather. (laughs) I want to make him enough for he can't <laughs> Well, that's Wayne Bennett talking to Cam Munster, actually. But yeah. uh, no, look, MG, rate the seasons just quickly. The the Storm, the Roosters. I mean, we we everyone would have had them making finals. Probably not oh, exiting yeah. the finals for week one, though. Melbourne, obviously, the, the, it just seems like the the orange has been squeezed, and and you know the the ongoing saga with Cameron Munster didn't help. Um, the fact that Jerome Hughes has been in and out of the team, Pappenhausen is not playing. Christian Welsh all season hasn't played. That's been a massive loss, understated massive loss, I would say. Um, but they just kind of, in the end, they were overpowered by a team that's on a roll, and that's the Canberra Raiders who had their fifth win in a, in a row at Amy Park, which is an amazing an amazing feat in its own. But I, I think Melbourne, I'd give them a solid seven out of ten. Yep. Um, unbelievable, the Roosters this time last year. Remember the game against the Titans when they were one pass away from not oh. making it through to the second? But that was a different Pass the ball, Patrick. They, they, had, they were, their injury list last year looked like Gallipoli. It was amazing <laughs> how many people got injured in their team last year. 
um, retirement, suspensions, and they still made it to seventh or, or did they make the fifth? They made the fifth last year. So they got higher last year and they, they had more busted teams. So I, I, I've got nothing but admiration for these two teams. Yeah. I, I just think both of them have been colossus for so, so long. And now it's the new breed. Now it's it's Penrith. You've got to chase Penrith down. They're, they're, they're the benchmark. And, and just what I've seen lately, I think the Cowboys are chasing them. Just quickly before we move on, this isn't on the run sheet, but I have to. When I heard this story yesterday, we talked about we'll put your on shirt the, on before you say this. Yeah, well, I want to take my shirt off for your response on this one. Talked about this on the rush hour with uh, Lisa and Dobbo and I. Have you seen the report from the mole that the Roosters are going to put Jared Warrior Hargreaves and Victor Radley through anger management this summer? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, they're going to put their two ferocious middle forwards <laughs> no, through anger no, management. Look, I love the Molly, and he's usually spot on for what he says, but and there'd be a bit of truth in that. Um, I wouldn't, I, I, look, I, I had the same thing happen to me when I was going through a few suspensions and whatnot. I got, uh, I got sat down by a, what are they called? Not sports a, psychologist? Not a, sports psychologist. And basically just had to meditate for a while and... Oh, no, it didn't work. You can't take the you can't you can't take the fire out of the beast. That's that's what that's why the beast is the beast because the fire in their belly. And without Jared Warrior Hargraves in this final series, I, I he, he made it. He he made it his own. He he was the protector of his rugby league team. And um, look, they'll come back bigger and better. They, they've you know as long as they sort their stuff out with Sawali. See, they seem to be these these contract bad timing for the Sawali thing to come out because as soon as Tedesco got injured. In the fifteenth minute of last Sunday's final, Suwali went the fullback, and you didn't know he was playing. So he's got a lot of growth to do. He's got a lot, a lot of growth to do. He's a kid, and I think it was unfair to put that much pressure on him. Um, and I think it's unfair to to be saying that he wants you know two million dollars a year to go to Union. It's just it's the money being thrown around is it's quite ludicrous. But if he wants to go to another code, well, he goes with everybody's blessing. This is this this show is the petri dish for the rugby league world. This is where ideas what's start, the, and they ex- and explain they, what a petri dish is. A petri dish is basically like in a in a science lab where scientists do little experiments in a petri dish. Things grow out of a petri dish. It's okay, where uh, penicillin was invented. Say the science lab then. The science. Okay, so this is the science lab. This is where no, ideas yeah. start, and they grow. <laughs> okay. Right, they grow from this podcast, and then they are taken out into the broader rugby league world. I've got another one for you. We'll get to the fact that the idea about Craig Bellamy may have, maybe have staying too long and sticking around for next season started on this podcast last week, and now it's everywhere. But I've got another one for you because you're spot on, MG. The Joseph Suwali contract stuff, the Cam Munster contract stuff, all that contract talk has not helped these teams in finals. You know how there's that demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea where they're not allowed to have any weapons and guns yep. and whatever? Yep. The NRL needs to create, Andrew Abdo, listen to this. You need to create a decontractualized zone around the finals. Essentially, as soon as the regular season ends, player yep. agents are forbidden from speaking about player futures and contracts until the finals are over. Hey, Dad, they want 150 <laughs> bucks for jousting sticks. Tell them they're dreaming. You, you are dreaming. You are dreaming if you think that's managers distracting. Of course it is, of course it is. But every day, every year, it changes from June thirty to November one to August sixteen. To managers don't stop. They they're three six five twenty four seven. They are in 
everywhere. They are like rust. They get in. They're everywhere. literally on NRL three hundred and sixty. <clears throat> they are. <laughs> that, anyway, they're, okay. They're, Braith, Braith is one. Yeah, Braith yeah. and Master is a player's man. So they don't stop. They, they can't no. stop. But I understand. I just, like even Cody Walker and Latrell, who I who I believe will both re-sign with the Rabbitohs, but. It's just this distraction at the moment that's hanging over their heads a bit about where they'll be and what they'll do. But I reckon they'll stay. I I, I get a hundred percent what you mean. I really do. I, I you know, the, it's it's like kind of Freddie brought this into the Origin camp when he first started. He said, "I'm not picking. I'm not picking any player that has a contract dispute yep. hanging over his head." And it worked. And it does work. So mm. it's proved that it does work. But how do we stop it? How do you police it? What happens? Who who pays what? You know, it's. It's very, it's very complicated, but I agree with you. I, I don't like these players being under the pressure in the main games. And, and this main game we spoke about last Sunday, and, and look, this quickly, if you haven't caught up with all the news, the Panthers belted the Eels, and that was, dis- that was the most disappointing performance of the first week in semis, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um, the Raiders was probably the most dominant. The Sharks and Cowboys played out an epic, and I'm worried about oh, yeah. the Sharks coming into this game this weekend after being yep. playing 93 minutes of footy uh, and then coming up against a team that's on a bit of a roll. As my dogs bark, um, and and They're the worried about them look, too. Seven simbins, seven simbins, five HIAs. Never, never be seen, never seen before. Well, let's look ahead, MG. We've we've looked backwards. Goodbye to the Roosters. Goodbye to the Storm. Now let's look yep. ahead. We have got six teams left. Panthers and Cowboys both having a well-deserved week off, uh, but four teams getting underway this weekend, and it starts Friday night, tomorrow night. Parramatta hosting the Canberra Raiders. There is no side with more momentum than the Canberra Raiders right now. They snatched eighth spot off the Broncos in the final two weeks of the regular season, but it looked inevitable. We've been talking about them since almost origin. It looked inevitable that the Raiders and the style of football that they were playing were going to get to finals. It was just a matter of time. Uh, And they come up against a Parramatta side that now has this dark cloud about can they handle the pressure of finals and Brad Arthur's coaching future hanging over it? Yeah, you in particular were quite bullish about the fact that you thought the Raiders will make it. And that's I, I wasn't quite as sure that they would have because basically they were in um, elimination mode from about a month out. They had to win every game. <laughs> I think they won seven from eight to get where they were. And, and they also ended up be doing it on the back of a Hudson Young try right at the end of the game. So mm-hmm. they've done it, and they've done it, as you mentioned, with, with a roll-on. Um, the the eels when you when you talk about the eels they're so inconsistent they what if for any eels fans who are listening to this they have won each each time on uh, the last eleven matches following a loss so they've win one lose one lose one win one they they can't put a few together but they always win after a loss so history will say that they might beat the raiders and then travel up the travel up to the um, cowboys and get their bums kicked but. But it could change. <laughs> Look, they weren't. What they did last week against Penrith was really substandard for, for finals footy. I think they were too emotive. I, I think in the first, you know, 30 minutes they were in the game. I think the field goal attempt from Mitchell Moses right on half time changed things a lot, changed the momentum because it looked like I know myself, I've been in games before when teams have been either out by five or six or, or you know, or. Or, or level, and they're trying to get for a field goal. There's still 40 minutes to go, so all of a sudden you've you've got a subconscious uh, pressure relief of, of 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 tension because you go, okay, he was happy to put a, a one point over. We know we're not going to win by one point. There's still 40 minutes to go. Nathan Cleary, cool, calm and collected, went up the other end. They, they're one point in front all of a sudden. So it kind of started from there. Um, 
I thought um, the Eels forwards were just too uh, emotive. They were they, they tried too hard to do things, and Penrith just kind of just you know brought him into the spiders web and said no, no, I won't be enough of that. So, but Canberra on the other hand, when they travelled to Melbourne, like Melbourne had everything to play for. They had you know, and I thought most ninety percent of people would have thought that it's going to be a Melbourne victory. It was it was the Raiders fans and those outside who kind of who were backing the Raiders run that said they'll win this, and they're going to be up to their eyeballs in it. Their forward pack at the moment, the Canberra Raiders, Joseph Tarpany, mm. um, everyone's speaking about him and they should be speaking about him because he's the form front rower, form player in the competition at the moment. You know, you can take out, obviously Nathan Cleary's performance was unbelievable. That's his first game in five weeks. Latrell's Tarpany's going been right. doing this. He's been doing this. For, yeah, Latrell's been good. He, but Tarpany's been doing this for six weeks. He's been the, he's been the best player in the comp for six weeks. And um, his, his engine is amazing for a front rower. He... He, he's always clean. He never gets put down. The, he never gets put in the ground. You watch. He must have amazing core strength. So he's been, he's a big reason. And all of a sudden, he's brought along the sleeping giant in, in Papa Lihi. Um You throw that in, you know, with their back row, which is obviously Whitehead, who's seasoned. Um, but Hudson Young as well. They're going to miss what? They, who they're going to miss is Adam Elliott. Adam yes. Elliott's been a real, real aggressive in your face lock forward for the last month or two, and. He's lost with a groin injury, um, which Corey Haruru and Ira can do the job, but I, I think Elliot's been on, in really good form. But it comes back to Fogarty. Yes. Fogarty jo- joined them around 12, um, and, and basically then, then they're, 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 everything's changed since then. Their, their attack has been better. Whiten's been better. Their outside backs have been better because Whiten is Whiten, uh, – Fogarty's playing that role that Chad Townsend's playing in, uh, in, the, in the Cowboys. Just give the ball who the better players – and and that makes you a better player when you can sense that. So they've been fantastic. The Eels, well, they Dylan Brown came out last week and said that you know he wants to knock Penrith out. And then sometimes when you put that much pressure on yourself, it was only I, I read I read what I read about it and I thought, oh, that's a bit risky. Then I heard what he said and it wasn't kind of in that context. He was kind of saying it in a joke, a jovial type of way. You're not saying that media take quotes out of context. No, how way. dare you? <laughs> well, it was, it's, it's, it's on the NRL.com what happened. So yeah. that's not a salacious type of no. rumour-mongering rumor type of site. They're they actually positive that what they write on NRL.com. I love it. Mm-hmm. Marty Lenahan and, um, and the gang. It's a, good headline. it's a good headline. It's a good headline. It's a great headline. And, and, and it's something that Penrith would have fed upon, without a doubt. Do um, you think, you know, so, speaking about Dylan Brown and the Parramatta Eels, Mitchell Moses has been named. Now, he'll be like, he'll play, ag- yeah. again, we're not privy to the concussion protocols as they're done by the club. We know with the guidelines that, and the NRL has never been more stringent on these and, and never been more severe in their want to protect the heads of the players. But from a pub test perspective, understandably, there are people saying, should Mitchell Moses be playing this week? Well, no, and Cam Murray likewise the week before. Um, and I think what's going to have to happen from now on, if someone... If someone gets in a like, like in that spaz, like Victor Radley the week before that, when they're mm-hmm. on the ground and their their body goes stiff, like that, they've got to have a two week at least week weeks off. So a minute and going forward, that will happen. Next, the next devol- the next stage of involvement in in the HIA will be that you can't have players who look like they're having a seizure on a rugby league field back up six seven days later. 
It's, well, that's in the AFL it's, it's, it's right quite, now. It's taking, if you it's fail, taking everything away from what they're doing, Liam. It's taking yeah. everything away from what they're trying to do because you're right. It doesn't pass the pub test, and I can bet your bottom dollar that if this wasn't a final, Mitchell Moses would not be playing. That's There's it. no way in the world he'd be playing. That's it. In the AFL right now, the if you fail the uh, the HIO, the head injury assessment, it's a 12 day minimum. It's a 12 day minimum, so you, yeah, we'll you can't we'll, play we'll the, the next same. week. We'll be the um, same. Look, he's named, and this was always going to be the, the, the question around concussion protocols is it's all well and good and teams are more than happy to abide by them in the regular season. And again, I'm not saying that Parramatta aren't abiding by it because there's every – Mitchell Moses, if they've named him no, to he's play – No, he's ticked every box. He's, he's ticked, ticked every box as far as the protocols go. So you can't blame Parramatta no. or Mitchell Moses. We've got no. to start looking bigger than that. And that's, yep. you know, Cam Murray, even when he came back last week against the Roosters in the second time, the second coming – First couple of tackles, he went in, and you can see him come out gingerly. It yeah. takes a while for that brain, that when it hits a skull, to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're playing, we're talking about one of the f- most ferocious games of all last weekend. Um, yeah, so you got to we've got to protect the players from themselves as well and the clubs. If the Eels lose, how yep. worried should Brad Arthur be? Yeah, I think he should be worried. I think I think straight sets would would have me worried. But saying that, if Kevy Walters got a reprieve after the season they had from hell in the back, well, I think mm-hmm. I think Brad Arthur deserves another at least another season. I, 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 we talk about and we spoke about it for years on on the rush hour. We speak about it all this year on this podcast that co- coaches why just recycle them? Why, why not just you know, make them dig their heels in and, and, and fight for what they that they want to do? You know, obviously. Yep. You know, we've seen so many coaches this year, three or four, being sacked. Um, and it's 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 kind of getting a little bit monotonous, monotonously boring to see another coach being sacked. Like it's – if you haven't got the roster, you haven't got the roster. I mean, the coach can inspire as much as he can. But at the end of the day, end of the day look at the look at the roster the Bulldogs are starting to acquire at the moment. We feel good there. It's it's all about back backroom management. And you need the best ones at your club to survive. And it seems like Isaiah Papali'i might have ideas on staying, if that little oh. comment he made at training the other day is anything to go on. I wouldn't be confident if I was... Um, again, it might depend on how far they go. Um, if Parramatta win this game on the weekend and they make up to another prelim mm-hmm. and then find a way to the grand final, well, he might think that business is done and he can't do much more for the, his beloved Eels, but he might he might think the, other, the opposite as well. Yep. I don't know. Right. Tip. Please, Eels Raiders. You, you know what? I, I was thinking Raiders, and I've been, I've been there with the pom poms, a big cheerleader of of what the team in Green's been doing for the, as you say, the last six, seven weeks. You, your comment just then about Adam Elliott, I, I think I'm going Eels. I think you've talked me out of it just with that one that the, the loss of aggression and the Eels up and down form, being at home, Combank Stadium. You're the one that when you, we went out to that stadium when it first opened, yeah. and you said this is a fast track that is going to make mm. the Eels a six point better side every time they play here. Yeah, well, there's the, the weather in Sydney as we speak is inclement, a few showers. Um, it's an eight o'clock game on a Friday, so you think it's going to be a bit of dew about it, but not that much dew. Um, who does that? Who does that help? Probably, probably the Raiders. I think it helps because they play in that comment, that scenario every second week in their home deck and in Canberra. But I just got a feeling the Eels want this more. I think the Eels are going to want it more. I think that they they can't play as bad as they did last week. Their forwards um, were shut down big time by Panthers, not not in an aggressive way. <clears throat> they used to outplay them all across the park with their their ball movement and 
uh, Parramatta forwards seem to tire really quickly. So um, I, I don't really don't. I really don't know if I got to, if I had to. If you gave me twenty bucks and you said put it on one of these these teams, I'd put it on Parramatta. Parramatta, right? Both of us going para. Then we jump to Saturday night, Allianz right. Stadium, insanity. Just quickly, that the Sharks, who uh, should be the home side for this, are having to essentially play at the Rabbitohs' home ground. But that's bygones <laughs> be bygone. We can't change that. Sharks taking on the Bunnies. The Sharks played out that titanic struggle against the Cowboys last week, and the Rabbitohs uh, finished their sin bin fest um, with the chocolates over the Roosters. This is another toss of the coin at the moment. Oh, it definitely is. It, it most definitely is. You get the feeling that Rabbitohs being beaten last year in that grand final is kind of – they're using that as, as a bit of momentum. They're using that as a – um, something to getting get them riled to you know as motivation. Sharkies they were in this game. Um, look, look, Will Kennedy was out for five weeks or four or five weeks, and it showed because <clears throat> a couple of times he was a bit reluctant to put his body on the line at, in the last line of defence. And that's all. That's fine when you've been out with a syndesmosis for a long time, and someone tries to step back inside you. It's very hard to push off that injured ankle and and, and be a hundred percent with it. So he'll be better for the run, um, as will you know Fanukin and and the, and, the, and the like. But you know, I've got the feeling that the Rabbitohs are coming. I've got the feeling that Rabbitohs are building up momentum, um, and I, I think well, as long as the trails fit, I can't. I really can't back against them against the Sharks. I think especially at, a- at Alliance Stadium, where they've played two games now. So they quickly accustomise themselves mm-hmm. with the intricacies of what's going on. So a lot of things go into a game, not just what you see when they run out the field. It's going to a dressing room. It's seeing something foreign, seeing, a, a you know, a, oh, the, there's the toilets, there's the, there's the showers, there's our lockers. And the Sharks are going to see that for the first time um, this weekend uh, on Saturday. Not that it's a big thing, not that it's a massive thing, but it's a, <clears throat> it's a little thing that Roosters, uh, the Rabbits have done for three weeks in a row now. So it's almost like a home game for them. Um, they'll have all the support. Um, they'll have the Sharks to win this game. Have got to strike early and strike, like get out to a twelve-point lead, and then they can use their defence to to. But if the Rabbitohs score first, I think it's good night. I'm just envisaging our mate Wade Graham interviewing on the pitch after the loss. What went wrong, Wade? Oh, we couldn't find the toilets. First time on the ground, we couldn't find the toilets. This place is a bloody maze. Well, what's going on here? Fafita pissed himself. <laughs> He, he, he really needed to go before the kickoff, and he couldn't find the toilets. He's just putting his, gator, putting his Gatorade bottle. You know, Toby Rudolph um, is, is, you know, skid marks. What? He couldn't find the toilets. He couldn't find the mirror to like, check the bot out. He was, he was, he was, he was, every player likes to walk past the mirror when they, you know, with the shirt off after they put their shorts on, but we couldn't find it. Dale couldn't find where to store his guitar. Like, Nico didn't know where to <laughs> put his hair products. It's a nightmare at this joint. Uh, look, MG, I guess the other element to it is Tom Burgess, not going to be there. Um, for the bunnies, yeah. big out, big loss, big out, especially okay. when you come up against that Sharkies forward pack. But then you've got a tired Sharks forward pack. They played a very bruising game last weekend. You 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 bring up a really good point. A big body like him is just even though he's one hundred twenty five kilos, six foot five, his presence on the field, like Hargraves, like the big bodies, like Nelson, they're there, and, you, and you're aware of them when you're running the ball. They've got to make a decision. Do they want to have Cody Nikarima off the bench? Um, or bring someone like Davey Mowali, uh, a big body, onto the 17 against this Sharks team, who, if I look at their bench, Teague Wilton, Cam McGuinness, Braden Hamlin, Ueli, and Andrew Fafita, they're big boys. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of big boys coming off the bench. Um, they've got to fight fire with fire, because Mark Nichols and Tavita Totola, they're going to need some help. And I think I think we'll see a late change to the expected 17 for the Rabbitohs. I think they're going to make a big body change and put someone bigger 
than Cody Nicarima on the bench. Oh, I like this. I like this as a, as a prediction. And, and that would be astute coaching from Jason Demetrio, who, look, I think Todd Payton's probably secured Dallium Coach of the Year rights with uh, the fact that he's led the Cowboys to a prelim. But all of a sudden, yeah. Jason Demetrio coming with a flurry. Coming with a flurry. Yeah, Fitzgibbon as well. Fitzgibbon wins this game, and he's already he's, he's in the picture as well. Um, but Demetrio, my goodness. They, we, I think most people put a line through South. Just when the, the whole Ilias stuff and being hooked mid-game, that happened yeah. mid-season. There was questions so about whether ago, he could they, handle this group. Ten weeks ago, I think it was. And then Latrell came back. They won seven out of eight while he was playing. They made their way into the semifinals. And yep. now we're... Now we see ourselves with a with a, a fantastic, a, a riveting, riveting game on Saturday night. I honestly, you, you're right. You said at the top of this game that both these games, like last weekend's games, could go either way. Last weekend's one, one favourite one, and that was Penrith. The other three mm. were upsets. Um, will the same happen this weekend? Maybe, maybe it will. I, I just think South and Parramatta might be a little bit too experienced when it comes, especially South, who have been. You know, they're about for the last two or three seasons in the big games. They beat Penrith last year in the prelim and or in the first week of semis. Um, they, they've won big games. And I think with mm. Luttrell, Cook, Murray, them three in particular, um, I think they'll get the job done. I love that, MJ. And I thought if you saw your man Brad Fittler interviewing Luttrell after the game on the field, Luttrell was the emotion that he is feeling for this South Sydney side. Uh, you could argue there probably isn't a player more emotional about the club that they play for right now than Luttrell Mitchell, given what he did in saying declaring himself unavailable for State of Origin in the middle of the year. Said that publicly after a game. Said, I want to repay this club. I want to repay the faith and the finance that they've invested in me in getting me right. And then he he, he, he was forced to stop talking to Freddie because he was overcome yeah. with the with the His support emotion. that he was getting from the fans. Now uh, you can most players will tell you they love playing for their clubs, but right now it feels like Latrell and the love he has for South Sydney, the playing group, the fans, and the community. It's hard to tip against. I know he's only one bloke, but it's very hard to tip against. Yeah, it is. And then whoever does win this game has the uncomfortable. Position they're in the uncomfortable position of heading up to North Queensland, who've had a week off um, on their home deck in a dry paddock. Um, so yeah, look, it's, if you had to predict a grand final right now, if it, it'd be Penrith and Cowboys. Yep. Like that's that'll, that'll that might all change this weekend if we see something out of the blue. But if you had to put your money on the line right now, I was going to say balls on the line, but you can say balls. You can say, put your money or no, your balls. Did. It's up to you. I mean, I if put, you're Tom Dearden, apparently you do put your balls on the line. Well, one of them. Th- it didn't affect. So yeah, I think everyone should have one up because the, he ran 13 k's and broke records. <laughs> you know, I've asked. We see, spoke. To- so when you take so when you take some weight off. See what you can do, boys. I've spoken to Reese Robson and Murray Tullalungi on the rush hour up here in the last couple of weeks, and I've said to both of them, do you have that same level of commitment? And they both said, I'd like to think so, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, my young bloke had one. My young bloke uh, had got a stray knee to the, the CAGs um, yes. in, a, in a wrestling drill and lost half of one. And he said they reckon you only need one, so he hasn't had any trouble since. It's And we should actually, let's, and as we finish up, <laughs> and as we finish up, and, and um, MG, just recapping your tips, you're tipping the Parramatta Eels to defeat the Raiders, and you're tipping the Bunnies to get done over the Sharks. Shout out the Camden Rams and won El Gaia Premiers. Yes, yes, they won the uh, the Reserve Grade Grand Final on Sunday. We were down there, we are having a squeeze, and uh, he, yeah, Logan's been back 
this year, loving it, loving his footy. And yep. uh, Mav, has he Mav been seen in. since the win? He was spasmodically. Yes, they had a big couple of days. Let's put it that way. And I had to run the gym on my own for a few days, so that was very hard when you're doing breakfast radio. Now you're off next week, MG, on a well-deserved yes. break, getting yourself fired yep. up for the NRL Grand Final. But I will be back with a mystery guest to fill Fantastic. in in your seat. You'll just have, to, you'll have to come back and check out who that is. Just tell them not to go. Just tell them not to go too good. No, nah. no, we'd never replace you with someone too good. <laughs> have a great All week. Right. We'll see you then. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.